Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. The announcement of improved high-speed internet for Northumberland County kicks off this interview. This is a significant step towards getting better services. And... It caps a significant year for Northumberland County Council. The Elgin Street Affordable Housing Project moved ahead. The construction of the new Golden Plow Lodge got underway. The first major amendment to the countywide official plan was also put in place. Plus, a growth study was released mapping out the pressures the county will face in the next 30 years. Warden Bob Crate was re-elected in December to his second term. He helped guide county council through these big changes. Yet the county has many more to face. It approved a budget hike of slightly more than 3%. Now, while more than half of that increase goes directly to the operations of the county, another portion goes to reserve funds, and yet another portion goes directly to local hospitals. With growing inflation, rising costs, and a wide range of long-term issues facing county council, the pressures are mounting. With growing inflation, rising costs, and a wide range of long-term issues. Here is County Warden Bob Crate discussing all this and more. I'm thrilled to have with me today Bob Crate, the Warden of Northumberland County. Welcome to Consider This. Thanks, Robert. I want to start with a big announcement regarding internet services in Northumberland. Can you tell us about it? Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's part of the. Uh, Eastern Ontario Wardens Caucus and, and uh, with with Rogers and it's um, uh, going to expand, uh, you know, I guess uh, capacity uh, and and area as they move out. So it, the just the less populated areas are going to get some some much needed bandwidth to uh, to operate on, and it, it's really a, it's uh, all of Eastern Ontario through the uh, what's called the uh, Eastern Ontario Regional Network, uh, which is part of uh, the Eastern Ontario Wardens Caucus. Uh, and, and they're always looking for ways to, uh, um, to improve, um, you know, capacity and, and uh, availability out here. You know, we, we suffer uh, and, and we've noticed it uh, drastically since uh, COVID hit. I mean, uh, people, people are trying to work from home and, uh, um, and they, you know, they just can't, can't make connections. So uh, this is a great news story. Great news for the rural people. For those who live in urban areas, though, very exciting to hear that 5G, the, high, the super high speed, will be offered. I think Port Hope is scheduled to be one of the first places that they're going to start to install that. Now, I know some of us who uh, understand technology uh, and, and maybe are getting a, a higher speed uh, here in the urban areas, we get a service called LTE, which sometimes is described as 
5G, but it's not it's not the same thing. This what's coming in is the the super high speed for business and and for those who are looking for a really upload and download fast times. It it um yeah it, it's going to help everybody and uh, uh, I I think um, we are you know we're looking at things where you know business are looking to expand in our area you know there are there's industries that are moving this way and um, they need this in order to to uh, operate a business so uh, this definitely is something that uh, is going to be good for the county for sure. Now staying with uh, current affairs. The province just held a housing summit and invited municipal leaders from across the province to attend. Did you go to? Did you participate in that uh, that recent thing? And if you did uh, participate in the summit, uh, what did you hear that is relevant and important to Northumberland County? Um, and I didn't. I didn't partake because it was for the big city mayors. We are having a uh, a rural summit. Um, on Sunday, actually, with uh, uh, the um, Rural Ontario Roma conference starts on Sunday, uh, and um, so there, there is that. That's coming up on uh, on the agenda for this uh, for next week, and that's. I mean, I, 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 when I got your question, I uh, your your request for the, to have an interview, and you mentioned that. Um, I realized that uh, uh, when we first you talked about having the uh, agenda next Wednesday or having an interview next Wednesday, um, I, I would have had the information coming from the, what we're doing on the weekend. But uh, what concerns around housing are you taking to the table at Roma? So just for listeners who may not understand, uh, Roma is the Rural Ontario Municipal Association, which is uh, places like Northumberland who participate in this and, and they have their own uh, conference that they do annually. Well, um, you know, we're looking at it, and, and there's been ongoing discussions. I mean, we we are um, looking for um, expansion of, of housing out here. We're, you know, we're trying to do uh, more affordable housing. Um, you know, we have uh, uh, a, a couple of initiatives going. One with uh, Elgin Street uh, in Coburg, and the other on Ontario Street in Coburg. Elgin Street. Uh, we're redeveloping that campus from, uh, uh, I think, 28 to 40 units of uh, affordable housing. Uh, and then on Ontario Street, uh, it's, 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 it's a pretty innovative, uh, 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 I guess, program in that we are, um, uh, the, the, us along with the, uh, the uh, Aboriginal uh, Housing Services, the Northumberland County Housing Corporation, Habitat for Humanity, and the county. Um, and this project will uh, will bring on stream 62 new affordable uh, housing units. And uh, you know, so th those are the things we're doing in that range. And and we're looking all the time to try to expand the affordable housing end of it. But we need, we also need housing for people that are moving here, in the sense of uh, as, as I said before, we're looking at, you know, industry moving out here, but if an industry is coming and they're going to employ a couple hundred people, they need houses for those people. They need places that they can either buy or rent to, uh, to live. And uh, those are the things we're looking at uh, around um, all the communities, really. 
Well, if we could just go back to affordable housing for a second, uh, you and I have talked about this before, but there is a, a 10, I think 11 year waiting list for affordable houses. And while I, I, I acknowledge that uh, Elgin Street and Ontario Street are two uh, big major projects for the county, but are we gonna be able to move the dial on that waiting list? Are we gonna be able to get that down so that people that are in desperate need of affordable housing are going to find places. And I, I guess looking forward, what is the county going to do in the next year to kind of move that needle so that we, we actually start taking a chunk out of it rather than keep putting band-aids, I guess, on a wound that needs stitches? Well, I mean, I, I guess in one part, we, we're looking to, uh, and, and the province, I think the province is, is, is trying to help in that they're, they're trying to remove some of the red tape on, on uh, it, the, the length of time it takes to get a project going. And, and, and I mentioned this one on Ontario Street. Um, you know, by, by the time um, by the time we're done, uh, you know, everything we have to do and, and then and get the shovels in the ground and get it open, we're probably looking at late 2023 or early 2024. Um, so th those are the, the things that, that we have to work with the government. And, and those are the things that um, uh, that we're talking to them about. I mean, Roma coming up to uh, 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 next week with Roma, uh, the Warden's Caucus has got a. Uh, we do have a a, a, a time with the uh, with the uh, Ontario Cabinet. We've got a time with uh, both the caucuses from the uh, Liberal Party and the NDP to present on on different things. But one of them is long term care. Uh, uh, which I which I will be presenting uh, on behalf of the Warden's Caucus to, to the cabinet, um, and the, we're looking at ways to do it that that gives us a, a little bit of leverage. Right now, um, you know, by the time, I mean, a, a good example is uh, is the Golden Plow. You know, by the time uh, we look at the money we get from uh, the province to to build this, um, which is about uh, I'll give you general numbers, I guess, is, um, is say 43 million. The total cost is uh, um, about 114. But in the course of paying for this over 25 years, we're going to pay interest of $50 million. So we're asking the government to, to, to look at those things and try to figure out ways that we can get uh, money more affordable so we can, I mean, We'd look at, um, you know, we have a, a cap on how much we can borrow. Uh, and, and so if we look at uh, the money that we're having to, in, to invest in the Golden Plow, that's money we can't invest in, in infrastructure um, because we just cannot go above a, th a certain threshold. You also mentioned in your answer, you talked about people moving here and the county uh, just this past year passed uh, an amendment to the official plan towards uh, preserving natural heritage of Northumberland. Yes. But at the same meeting, it passed an important growth study about the future growth of the county. And in yes. this report, it said that the population uh, could rise to 122,000 people in all of Northumberland County, up from 90,000 over the next yes. 30 years or possibly sooner. What assurances can you give us going forward that the county's not gonna end up like Barrie or Peterborough or other places in Ontario where the rural life disappears and developers take over? 
Well, I think, um, you know, we are, part of it is, you know, we are, we are uh, under the, uh, uh, we have the gold, the golden horseshoe that comes through it. We have the, the land that's protected as far as uh, uh, farming. Like we, we are limited now in, in uh, and, and we've, our, our official plan will limit um, where growth can happen. I mean, we have, we have to have growth or, or we will, we'll, I mean, we will end up in a, in a position where we won't have the money to pay for the services and, and the infrastructure that we need to maintain um, a lifestyle in the country. Now, uh, I mean, I, I look at um, uh, our area and we will be limited in, in, in where we can have growth because of the, uh, um, a prime egg and uh, uh, so I, I think we we will have to be very careful about what we allow and and uh, and 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 how we um, how we give out permits to build and 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 what we we look at I mean the, the province is saying that that we have to uh, intensify <coughs> urban urban growth and and uh, those are the things that we have to look at but um, we do need a, a certain amount of growth every year or I mean one of the biggest complaints I get is that our taxes are too high and uh, you know our water and sewer rates are too high in in, in our urban areas but um, I mean those are those uh, especially the water and sewers you're looking at uh, something that's a user pay system the same as uh, 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 garbage tags, uh, you know, it's a user pay system. And, and um, as those costs rise, if we don't have more growth, we, we won't be able to pay for those things. But isn't it really a circular argument? Because the more development that comes in, the more services that are needed, and then we need more development to cover the services. And also too, I mean, politicians, let's be honest, it, it's partly an addiction. If you don't have growth or you don't have new assessment um you're looking at tax increases almost twice or three times uh what you currently are able to do because you don't get that extra assessment from all the development that, that's taking place so i i mean uh it, it seems to me like it, it's almost an, an addiction at the same time and as a politician you you want to look good to your voters so when it comes to election time you can say well you know look at the progress we we have this new development and that new development um where, where, where do we find that balance, I guess, between, well, uh, you know, what we develop and, and then the, the political need to, to have this, this progress? And how do we stop, again, from becoming like a Barry or a Peterborough? Well, I, I think, one, it, it, I mean, if you, I mean, I'll, I'll give you, a, my example is Trent Hills, because I, you know, I live here and I'm the mayor for Trent Hills. Um, you know, we look at, at growth and, and um, when, when we are bringing something online, um, we we have got the, the capacity to add houses. So when a developer comes in, they they pay for the services to go into their development. So um, we're not adding a cost to the taxpayer, and we are adding we are adding houses um, to the water and, and sewer system. But we already have the capacity to to, uh, to do that, so you know, in essence, we're we're trying to to bring the 
sort of bring the level down. And if, if we have, a, you know, some growth, we won't have to raise taxes. Well, I, I, good, good case in point, uh, Bob, but it, let's take, for example, the, the proposed development uh, at Lakeport, where there's a huge development proposed. I mean, that's part of the county. I mean, huge number of houses. Uh, there's yep. not a water and sewer treatment there. And uh, that's that's going to just that's huge development, and and it's taking up uh, rural lands that uh, I don't know whether they're prime agriculture or not. But I mean that's a no. good example of the kind of thing where you start to look at it and you say to yourself, well, how how is that good development, especially when we're trying to pr pr preserve agricultural lands, natural heritage lands, and be responsible? Can you can you help us understand? Yeah, like that I mean, kind of thing. Bob, on, that's that's a good example because uh, that land is already zoned for development, and it's zoned for large, um, large development in the sense of large estate lots with houses. This company came in, and I mean, their idea is, and I mean, I, I've seen what they've done in other places, and I I think they've they've done a good job of making something that doesn't look like a cookie cutter, um, and. And as far as water and sewers, um, they are, they will put in their own water and sewer and they will maintain the water and sewer. Um, it, it, for that development, as far as the, the, the township goes, the only development for them is to put a road to the entrance. After that, the, the developer pays for everything. We watch as homeless people struggle to find shelter. Uh, especially at this time of year with the extreme cold. Are there any plans by the county to address this issue of having only one emergency shelter in Northumberland? We're looking at it. And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a discussion that's ongoing as far as, um, we haven't lost, uh, you know, we, we did combine um, two, two units to uh, uh, this year to, but we didn't we didn't lose any spaces and and um, uh, it's it's a hard hard situation. We're, we're looking. I mean, uh, in in a lot of places in the county, um, there there isn't there isn't a call for for um, a homeless shelter. I mean, it, it's basically the lakeshore. I mean, that's for some reason. And anybody that's uh, looking for. Uh, to, to go somewhere that it's homeless, that they're heading they're heading to Coburg for some reason. Um, I, I don't know the reason, um, but we don't we don't seem to have um, the, um, any any uh, call in the rest. Of, I mean, I haven't heard anything, for instance, from Brighton, um, uh, Trent Hills. Um, you know, we we haven't had any any extreme situations there. So it, it is it is one that. Um, um, needs looking at. I, I mean, I, I saw yesterday in the paper that uh, someone was advocating that maybe we could do something at Brookside. Um, but I mean, that's that's discussion for the province and for the for, for uh, you know, Coburg to to have. But but, it, but, it's but ongoing... Coburg would look at you guys and say, you guys are in charge of of this kind of service you run transition house i mean this is the the kind of political thing that goes you guys point at each other who's going to take the leadership to say look you know here we've got dormitories washrooms you know a school that's that was at one time that you know there's there's room for it 
why isn't the county taking some leadership and going up and giving you know Pacini a call, David Pacini, our MPP, a call and saying, come on, guys, let's get this happening. I mean, we did it with I, the I, high I, school a lot, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. The um, uh, those discussions are going on, Robert. I mean, I mean, they are going on, um, but you know, uh, we can't. I, I don't think he can hold those discussions in public. Um, I mean, I, I understand the public want to know, and and. Um, uh, and and we we you know we we do endeavor to to give out as much information as we can, but but there are situations where um, it, it's it's just um, you know you have to have meetings and you have to have meetings, but but we have to to work towards a solution, um, but it involves you know it involves Coburg because uh, it, it it is it is it is Coburg and you know uh, and, I, and listen I I give. Uh, uh, you know, Mayor Henderson. Uh, 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 you know, kudos. He he's he's pushing all the time. Um, you know, he he's he's always looking to to to, to get a, an answer and to get a solution, and he and he's willing to work with the county and and so and we are, but it, it's just a, it, it's not an easy solution. One of the big stories from the past year was the negotiations with the Great Pine Ridge Snowmobile Club for access to Northumberland County Forest. Yes. And in December, it appears both sides reached an agreement. Can yes. you explain what changed in order to make the, all of this work? Well, the uh, it comes down to, and, it, and it's, it's um, you know, you're dealing with the Great Pine Ridge Snowmobile Association and the Ontario Snowmobile. Federation, because um, the um, the money that comes for, for them to to do insurance comes through the uh, through the, the passes that the, the uh, you know the, the the snowmobilers sell. We we were looking at a situation where, um, and being advised by by our council that that if if there was um, uh, a, a, an accident on one of the trails, then, then we could be held responsible the way things were, were worded and the way the, the original agreement was set out. We wanted certain assurances, assurances that, that um, we wouldn't be on the ticket if, if, uh, uh, if, if certain things happened. And, 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 and to the snowmobilers, they, they wanted, I mean, they they wanted to have some indemnity too if if people did something um, that was um, not covered by by them. So it it was a long process, but we came came to an agreement and and we have insurance that um, that is better than what we had in the past, and and people are protected. But um, we we have to. Um, you know, I mean, it's a it's a great sport, and I'm sure that uh, uh, you know the the sound of machines will be big this weekend in the forest. Finally, because we've we've got some snow, but but it was just a, a situation where we have to protect the, you know the citizens of Northumberland, and 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 we did, um, and I and I think it's it's a fair deal for for the snowmobilers, and it, and it's and it's good for us, and um, but it. You know, I mean, the problem, you know, it is is that, you know, it's a wording and this and that. it goes back and forth and back and forth. And, um, you know, we were of the, you know, of the 
mindset that we had to have a, a certain amount of protection and we have that and, and we're happy we've got a an agreement that's um it's a three-year agreement with options to go for for another couple of years after that and and then we can renew it again so we we should be um free and clear now with the snowmobilers um for for the foreseeable future back in december the county council approved its 2022 budget with yes. a 3.11% increase in the levy, which yes. uh, for the uh, uh, average home would, would represent about $38. But what was really interesting, I thought, was that you now uh, levy for hospital funding, 0.41% of that. And when we're talking a $181.3 million budget, um, that's not unsubstantial. Why is it that the county decided that it was important for it to start collecting money through the tax base for the hospital? I always understood back from my uh, civics classes in, in high school that um, hospitals were funded by the province. Okay, well, the, the hospital funding part is um, hospitals are funded by the province for um, uh, infrastructure. So they, they build the hospitals, uh, but the, the rest of it has to be done um, through uh, private financing, whether it's grants and loans or whatever. Um, so anything like um, new equipment, um, anything like that does not, is not covered by the province. So therefore, and, and, and it's very important, it's very important to have uh, NHH and CMH um, open and active in Northumberland County. I mean, um, people people that are moving here, um, when they research coming, one, one of the top two or three questions that we get is, you know, is there a hospital? What, what are the, you know, medical situations and 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 the hospital is important and, and and doctors and we're you know we're, we're drastically short of doctors but but the hospitals are important so i mean they came to us uh and it, it was a it was a much bigger ask but we decided that we would do what we could um but and that's where we are on the budget when i look at the budget going over it maybe you could choose one or two things that you feel are highlights from the budget Oh, um, well, I, I think one of the, you know, as far as, um, as, as budget items, I mean, when you when we look at a budget, probably um, eighty five percent of it is is a fixed cost. When you when you look at um, you know our our um, uh, staff and and equipment and all the rest of it, um, so we don't have a, a huge a huge amount of leeway when, when we're looking at um, um, things and but, but I think one of the things I see going forward um, uh, that council has um, has really um, worked hard at was the uh, the uh, Ontario food egg venture center um, you know we have uh, uh, we got 25 new businesses started through that and uh, in, in the in the past year, uh, we're looking now at um, you know starting up a, a new uh, a new phase uh, for 
for for new businesses with uh, for people that um, are moving out this way and, and have ideas for uh, for business. So I think the the, the food egg uh, center is is um, one one place where we're uh, um, looking to grow up. Uh, I think you know big things coming this year. Uh, you know the the redevelopment the Golden Plow Lodge uh, is a, is a, is an expensive uh, endeavor, uh, but I but I, I really do think that having moving the um, um, uh, the museum and archives uh, will um, will add a, a lot to uh, to the county as far as trying to preserve our heritage. Um, and you mentioned that uh, you know we we um, we did pass uh, amendments to the heritage. Uh, part of uh, the act, and 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 those things are, um, I, I think they're, they're not big items, but they're they're important to to uh, to our lifestyle and to to uh, sustaining what we have. When you look at the economy, people talk about inflation, and you, uh, as a county council, passed a three percent increase, three point one one percent increase, but that doesn't come anywhere near to inflation. And of course, you know, construction costs are going up, uh, material costs are going up. I, I know you appreciate this both as a mayor and as county warden. Is it really realistic anymore to be having one and two and 3% increases in taxes when there's just so many demands for service, there's so many things going on, so many issues? Well, I, I, I think part of it is, um, and 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 we struggle. I mean, we struggle to, to 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 keep it to keep it down. Uh, but we do that because I I think we we're concerned with with people's uh, ability to pay. I mean, uh, we have a very large seniors population, and and uh, if you look at that, I mean, I you know some um, you know some youngster that's uh, out there uh, uh, just starting out and and uh, you know has a great salary and the rest of it um you know maybe a uh, 150 bucks a year if if our increase was that high um wouldn't bother them but what there are people that it would take food off the table if you if you did that and and we have to be mindful of, of those people you know and, and um we we affect a lot of people's lives and 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 we're trying to because because the the three percent that that we levy doesn't include you know the school board doesn't include the municipality that you live in so when, when you're done you know we're, we're probably looking at but i i appreciate what you're saying and and i i really do and i i this is often an argument that gets made is that you know we're worried about the the seniors and whether they can afford it but doesn't it really point to, I mean, when you are selling the average price, according to Northumberland Real Estate Association, uh, the average house price right now is over $800,000. You can't buy a house like that if you don't have money. So if people are coming down here and, and they've got money to buy that expensive a house, then they must have money. Now, I, I agree with you. We don't want to place a burden on you know people who can't pay. But at the same time, there are people who do have resources. And I guess what I'm asking you is, is that, you know, how do, how do we find a better balance so that we can get the resources so that we can deal with these big, long-term complex issues? I'm not sure. Do you want to, I mean, do you do a means test? I mean, I mean I, I'm serious. I mean, uh, like, 
like we look at all these things and you're right there are people but um there are people that i think you have to deal with the, the fact that there are people at the, at the lower end of the income scale that we have to be cognizant of and and you're right i mean i don't know how uh, i i just i mean i have grandchildren and i i i don't think they'll ever own a house i mean i i uh you know uh, i i'm not it, it's just scary where we are because i mean uh, my daughter and i were talking this morning uh, about uh, and she's saying you know right now i mean with the i'm, I'm as you say, I'm, the house the house is probably in that range, but the house under uh, um, you know the 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 province is valued at about three hundred thousand dollars, and uh, she says, um, you know, that's three half ton trucks right now. You know, like you go to buy a new half ton truck, it's eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand um, dollars. Where does that come from? I mean, I I, uh, I I look at it and say, how can you afford? To have, I mean, if you if you're living in a, in a eight hundred thousand dollar house and you got a hundred thousand dollar car, and uh, you know whatever else you have, where is that money coming from? I, I'm just astounded by what's out there. Uh, I guess you know you're not like the rest of us. You you get to sit at a table and and get to have the ear of people who have power to to change those things. So I wish you all the best of luck with that. I'd like to talk now about uh, what is one thing, well, actually, I, I wanna talk about the future. Let's, let's talk about the future, what's coming up. So what is one thing county residents should be keeping their eye on over the upcoming year at county council? Well, I mean, you know, most of the things we're gonna talk about, you and I have talked about, you know, for, you know what the, I guess the big thing right now uh, is to get through COVID. You know, we have to, we have to support the, our people, our businesses, uh, to get through COVID, and I and I hope, um, uh, I mean, I, I hope that uh, the announcement yesterday um, work works out. That come February the first, we can get, we can at least look at opening up a bit, and by the middle of March, um, uh, you know, we could we we can look at uh, things being open to a degree that we can go and do something. You know. Uh, I mean, a quick story. I, I sit on the, in the wards caucus. Now I, I've been on there for a year. I never met any of these people in person. We've never we've never had a, a meeting where you can where we can see each other face to face, and and uh, so you know you you look at those things. But so that's important. Um, economic development. We're looking we're looking at that. Um, we're we're looking at um, uh, you know a a uh, uh, trying to, to trying to have a thriving and inclusive communities. I mean, we 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 need growth, as I've said, but we, it needs to be sustainable. It needs to be um, achievable. Um, when uh, um, you know, we we're asked, uh, what about why the county didn't declare a state of emergency during the pandemic? I mean. Well, we didn't do that because uh, in order it, it says you know that things have to be under control well you know we were lucky uh, i don't say we we're lucky but i think because of our size and uh, and our space that that we were in a position where um we didn't lose control of the situation um the uh uh you know we're, we're looking at 
um, trying to support business through the uh, through the uh, um, uh, pandemic and and in opening up. I mean, our biggest. I mean, farming is big in Northumberland County, but probably the second biggest uh, driver of, uh, of of the economy is tourism, and uh, you know that that's taken probably the biggest hit. In, in, and so we are uh, actively working through Tourism Northumberland, along with all the Chamber of Commerce, to to you know get businesses reopened, uh, get people shopping local, uh, you know get them. And, and I've seen it happen, and, and people are 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 thinking of ways. Uh, I mean, it's amazing uh, the, the innovative ways that people are working to keep businesses going. I mean, we've lost some, and that's sad. I mean, we've lost some businesses that. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're thriving, but just could not get get through the through the pandemic. But I, I think um, you know we're, we're working on. Um, we have a broadband strategy. We're, we're working on getting more connectivity, which, uh, uh, as as we said earlier, will um, give people the opportunity to live here. I mean, I think we're going to see a huge change in how the demographic works. I, I think you're going to see large buildings in Toronto that will probably be converted to apartment buildings because they don't need the office space anymore. I, I really believe that, that uh, the one thing this pandemic has done is, is shown companies that, that people can work remotely uh, and, and efficiently, and, and we will see that. So we need, we need that uh, broadband uh, capability to allow that to happen uh, all over the county, not just along the lakeshore, but you know, in in the north end and and uh, and so on. What is the biggest lesson you have learned over the past year as warden? What what's your big takeaway this year? Well, um, I, I'm I'm um, I'm very impressed um, with how how we have done a, as a group. We we have worked very hard, but worked well, and and I think. The, the big thing that, that I've learned is um, is that if if people have a chance to work together, that that you can come to a consensus. That you can you're not always going to win, uh, and I and I don't think it should be a win lose. I, I think if we just work together, we come to a median where where we can all be happy with with where we are. So you don't win, you don't lose, uh, but you achieve a goal where where um, um, the residents. And the residents have to win to my to my sort of theory i guess and that you want them to to feel that they're important and that they're listened to and that when when you know when, when the leather hits the road um we're working to make this probably um one of the best places in ontario to live this year is an election year are you yes. going to run again yes you are, you're definitely going to run again? Yeah. Uh, you're going to run for mayor? Yep. I'll look forward to the campaign. I, I yeah, I, I've looked, I mean, I, you know, I, Rob, it, it's funny. I, I'm 74 years old. Um, you know, I should be out in the pasture, but I, I, I truly enjoy what I do. I get up every day and I, and I'm happy. I, I, um, I like to, to I'd like to solve problems. I like to help people. So and that's and, and that's really what we do. I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, helping a person that uh, you know uh, 
that has a problem with their road or helping a person that that's trying to uh, you know build a house or do whatever um, being able to be the conduit that gets them some satisfaction and they feel that that somebody cares uh, that's important to me and I, I I really do enjoy it so uh, you know I, I don't know what will happen I, I have no idea there's uh, probably people that feel I should be out in the pasture uh, so we'll uh, we'll see what goes on but uh, you know I, I've thought about it talked to my wife and and uh, as I say my health is good I, I you know I, I, I I'm in good shape so uh, um, amazingly enough for all I've done to myself over the years but um, anyhow I'm, I'm looking forward to it Bob Craig thank you for talking to me today always a pleasure thanks Rob that was Northumberland County Warden Bob Crate. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.